the fact that this is going to be my 40th episode is complete coincidence and it's blowing my fucking mind um, because this episode is called 10 years um, because in 2024 in May, May 1st to be exact, will be 10 years um, since my mom passed away and she was 40 years old uh, when she died. So when I came to upload this episode and it said like number without the N, 39 episodes currently, I was so shocked that this was going to be episode number 40. Um, My mom hated talking about her age. She was forever 27. So (laughs) um, I hope she's not like rolling in her grave. Um, This is Umber, like number without the N. And here are some things you need to know about this episode. Um, Thing number one, I am not naked while recording this out of respect uh, for (laughs) um, my dead mother. Um, I took a shower and just had all these feelings. It's always me in like fucking showers, but, and I thought like, I feel very different this year. Um, I feel incredibly calm and very much at peace and I don't know what it is like how do you change it's what January 10th like it's been 10 days oh my god 10 days 10 years oh Jesus like the number stuff is fucking with my head but it's been only 10 days since the new year like I couldn't have drastically changed that much could it be like my new apartment it's almost done I've been moving in for the past like week it feels like decade to be honest um so I've had my mind quite occupied anyways thing number two um I got a new apartment <laughs> it, it 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 has something to do with the dead mom like so I'll I'll connect everything I promise thing number three I'm going on an interrail which if you're not you know don't know what interrail is it's like this train line that connects all these European countries And I'll tell you why I'm going on that trip soon. Um, Thing number four, um, I'm getting ready to move from Uppsala within a year. Um, This is going to be my last year here, I've decided. Unless I get a really great, amazing job that I can't say no to. But right now I have a contract for one year with the university. And after that one year, like my contract will be up. And I think I'm ready. I think I've let go enough I mean, we'll get to that, to, to you know, why I want to move, blah, blah, blah. And then I think that was thing number four. Thing number five, um, I am 28 years old now. I know, um, I'm getting old. Uh, but yesterday I was at the grocery store and this guy comes up and he's like, oh, like I'm new here in the city. And I was like, oh, super cool. Um, And he's like, yeah, la, la, la. And then he's like, can you help me find which one is milk? And I was like, LMAO. It's milk. Like, it literally is the same. He's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, just look for the cow. So, like, literally. And he was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And he asked me, like, how long I've been here. And I was like, oh, I've been here for six. This is going to be seven years, I think, um, now in Uppsala or in Sweden. And he was like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, wait, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? And I was like, why? He's like, because you look like you're 22. So how the fuck have you been here for so long? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm 28. Um, 
And I don't know if I should be flattered at this point that I look young to people or slightly concerned because I am really tired of 19-year-olds uh, hitting on me. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm 28 years old and I think this was the appropriate age I felt where I could talk about my uh, mom. I have mentioned before when, I mean, I'll just quick backstory. When I was a kid, I was completely like almost mute. I was super shy. I never spoke. My parents took me to therapy. I was just a really shy kid. I always hid behind my mom, who was the polar opposite of me. She, like, people who think that I talk, talk a lot, my God, that lady, like, could talk. And she was so social. She was so outgoing. She was very genuine, like, genuinely loved. When she passed away, I think it was, like, 600 people at her funeral, which, I mean, I hope six show up to mine. <laughs> like, uh, it was insane amounts. Like, people came from San Diego. They came from Riverside. Like, people came from so many different cities. It was insane. Anyways... Um, I remember being young thinking like, oh, I hope I could be like her. She always smiles and she would, I don't know, like, and I was just the complete opposite, kind of like, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I mean, I, I could really compare myself to that guy, like just a grunge, kind of depressed looking, bitter type of person. And then when she passed away, like, obviously I went into like a deep, deep depression. I, I'm, I'm an only child. Um, which doesn't, you know, help, I don't think, to be honest. Way to go, parents. Um, I don't know why they have to go and die when they, you know, don't leave you with any siblings. But um, when she passed away, like, I became even more bitter. Like, then I was, like, fucking, I could I could solve crimes. Like, I didn't, couldn't care. Like, I could confront bad guys like fucking Batman. I swear to God. Not to compare myself to, like, a vigilante, but, you know, I could have because I just didn't care. And then all of a sudden, when I turned 21, I don't know what happened. I came to my exchange to Uppsala, like my first exchange, and I just completely changed. <laughs> exchange changed. Oh my God. I hate, like, uh, it's like, it's really hard to talk about all of this. Um, anyways, um, and I just became her I don't know what happened got struck by lightning like was no longer shy like smiled a lot more was very genuinely happy like looked forward to things like I I don't know like I, I even shock myself at like how that growth happened and I genuinely think it's because somewhere out there I don't know like exactly what I believe in but I genuinely don't think I she left me alone. For those of you who don't know, my mom did pass away, like, unexpectedly. Um, she had, like, a health thing happen where she, you know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the medical shit, but something happened in her body, which they haven't been able to explain or identify what happened. LOL, maybe one of the reasons why I dropped out of, like, studying biology. I, was, I studied biology for two years, and I have to say I did pretty well. Um, however, I was miserable because I was like, well, if this shit couldn't save my mom, like, why the fuck would I want to, you know? I mean, now I'm a hypochondriac, so I really much admire people who study biology, and I really much rely on them. And I think Sweden's healthcare system runs because of I'm always at the emergency room thinking that I'm having a stroke. So I think, like, now I have a different opinion. But at the time, obviously, I was like, well, fuck this, like, fuck the medical system, da-da-da-da. 
then like obviously my depression went away or doesn't always go you can't fully recover from mental health issues I don't think however it's how you it's hard to say like obviously like mind over matter is not always the case I'm not like a denier of mental health uh like you know I'm not like I'm not Tom Cruise like you should take medication for depression if you need like all that and up beyond but for me like mine wasn't clinical and I think for me it was like how you the outlook that you have on the situation but I think this episode is dedicated to the people who come into your life or who are a part of your life who help you move forward. Um, So that's what this 10-year episode is about. In these 10 years, obviously, I lost my mom. But in these 10 years, I have gained um, incredible people. All of you listening, don't get too, you know, in your head. You're not going to ever compare to someone's mother, especially mine. But you have, in your own way, left a huge impact. And... I think somewhere out there in some star or moon or something, she's thanking you. I am notorious for, like someone said this, like I open up about everything on this podcast except for things that not really matter, like dating, let's be real, it really matters. But I think I like, I rather talk about a stupid like situationship or like my sex life or something like that as opposed to my dead mom well I mean now when I say it like this how can an audience member blame me (laughs) for not really speaking about things like this but it was time um I'm also super notorious for people get very shocked by some of the things that I've gone through that I think are more tough because I just don't speak about them I'm a I'm a glasses half full type of gal. Uh, However, it does hurt me in some ways because I have, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever acted out or I've never like punched anyone or anything or I've never really yelled or anything. But however, I am very sensitive sometimes and I think, well, dead mom explains it. There was a lot of people who were in Uppsala who for the longest time didn't even know that my mom passed away, which is so crazy. But as I got older, it's not embarrassing when your mom is dead. It's not embarrassing, I don't think, but it's like a very similar feeling to when you're embarrassed, like all like pity kind of or all eyes on you. Like I can't stand pity. I hate it when people feel sorry for me, Um, which is why I left California, a place that I love so dearly um, because I just couldn't stand being like seen as like a victim anymore. Anyways, 10 years later, you know, I got over it. I'm just kidding. Um, you never get over a dead mom. Uh, RIP, rest in power, queen. Um, but uh, my mom likes shaking her head and rolling her eyes. Um, but like you do learn to cope with loss. Mm, someone, when my mom passed away, everyone kept telling me like, oh, time heals all. Oh my God, I hate that saying. I actually really don't like that saying, time heals all. I feel like as time went on, I went through a phase where it was like as a as a young adult. I lost my mom when I was a teenager. I was 18. Well, legal adult, but I mean, come on. For real though, not really. Um, I don't think anyone is at 18. But um, I, yeah, I was a teenager. And then now, then when I became a young adult and I started to date and 
started to live my own life and move and I needed advice, not just on like dating, but like friendships, um, work relationships, um, just like body issues and just like that kind of voice is gone. But like I said, this episode is about the people who I think, I don't know if she sent them. That sounds so kind of like dark and creepy no offense to people who you know I'm really not that sentimental to be honest or maybe I am and I'm trying to like dark humor is how I cope with loss so um if that makes you uncomfortable you really shouldn't listen to the (laughs) the rest of this episode but um I think these are people who I think I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't I think these are people actually yeah the people that I will talk about in this episode are people who have seen the real me. Oh, gross. What am I? Like a celebrity? Or I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I'm just like other people. I'm just like normal people. But um, no, these are the people who I think I've been able to be very incredibly vulnerable um, in front of. And I did not used to do that. I saw vulnerability as like a weakness. Um, like I would never cry. Oh my God. Psycho. I sound like, oh my God, I'm swear I'm not like some psychotic serial killer in the making. Um, but like I used to be very, very bottled up, no emotions, only happiness, never cried. Um, and then now I cry like a lot. (laughs) Yay. Um, anyways, but thank you to these people. Um, and I'm going to begin with, obviously I can't um, not talk about the people who have known me since I was nine years old. And that's two of my best friends, Natalie and Olivia. They don't have nicknames because, you know, childhood best friends, you need to know their names. Um, Natalie always used to say, like, um, she knows me better than most people. Um, probably better than anyone. And, After my mom passed away for the longest time, she was the only one, I think, that knew me exactly who I was. Olivia um, stuck around, even though, you know, I was the worst at keeping connections and was so lost. She and Natalie had seen my mom the most. So every gift that I've received from Olivia... Well, Natalie, I've received more than just this theme song. Like, Natalie's written songs... The one song that she wrote about me was the first song, because, you know, I'm the original. Um, The OG friend, um, she wrote about when I was leaving for Sweden for the first time. And there's a lyric in the song, and it was, her heart broke when it was young. Oh, my God. Like, it really did break. And both Olivia and Natalie have seen, like, how it broke and how I mended it. And I'm so grateful. Olivia's gifts are always like either my mom's birth flower or mine or just like very sentimental things. Uh, She did get me a boob mug as well this um, uh, for Christmas and you know she knows me very well. Um, (laughs) I'm not a lesbian but I'm not surprised why people might think I am. Then I want to talk about my high school OGs Lucia and Amy. Um, Both have seen me, I think, at my worst, at my absolute worst. They didn't see me when I was, like, in my opinion, like, a young, like, kid who was innocent. They saw me in my 
at my worst mental health stage and both of them still stuck around and I am forever grateful um that they both like saw how terrible I was like I think I was incredibly selfish I like took everything personally um I wouldn't let anything be about anybody else because hello let's talk about what happened to me <laughs> and uh I was a horrible person oh my god and they just put up with me and um Amy said this and she said she went through something very difficult that I couldn't imagine and she like being the person that she is like always says like you know you were going through a hard time um and I'm so thankful that she was able to see the the real like the real person that I am I'm really not like a horrible person that I was then and Amy and Lucia saw that and I'm so thankful and then I want to talk about my only friend from my university in California um Kelsey ah uh, Kelsey she's like glitter but like glitter and since she only wears black she's like black shiny glitter in my opinion like that's the best way to describe her she's always like genuinely asking how i was she started sending me monologues during like snapchat monologues during the pandemic which is why i started sending snapchat monologues to her and to everybody the difference is that she'll listen to all of them um and i can't imagine like what life would be like now if i didn't have her to talk shit about cal poly with someone who just like went on like a 4 hour drive um we almost got into like a car like accident a little little like slip in the road but we went to go see the poppy flowers and it was when i had been like um accepted into my masters program and it was during the pandemic and she was like we have to celebrate and it was just the most beautiful road trip ever and i'm so excited like it was just uh it brought back like this kind of like excitement of oh yes like um celebrating my accomplishments and i'll always be thankful for that then i want to talk about victoria mm-hmm. these are also all women like i guess my mom has a bias either they're women or they're or they're going to be gay men <laughs> that i'm talking about um so victoria i met in sweden guess where she's from she's from california um and we met here and i just genuinely felt like here's someone who sees how special i am <laughs> oh my god cringe i just called myself special but what i'm trying to say is that there are people that come into your lives who see you how your mom would and natalie olivia lucia amy kelsey and victoria um people from california like from where my mom is you know laid to rest or whatever like uh whatever you're supposed to say um you know in the dirt um they're from there and i just feel like that connection that each of them has given me um with her is just uh un like you cannot compare that you know obviously they're not my mom um but i think like when you don't have one you have to move on and these people have helped in that then let's get on with the nicknames 
in Uppsala, the smallest city ever, if I mention one person's name, like, then everyone knows who they are. I'm not making that mistake. I'm not even going to, like, specify where, what nation my friends are from, what they do, none of that. Because I ain't, like, oh, my God, I've gotten, <laughs> like, I've had to deal with everyone knowing who I'm talking about for the past couple episodes, and that's not going to happen. So I first want to talk about my friend... French bakery. Mm. She loves her nickname. She loves bread. Um, <laughs> that's obviously like she's done way more than that. Um, I met her. She's like my first real friend at my nation. Well, there we go. Also my colleague for the longest time. So that also maybe gave it away like who it is. But I have to say like she's someone who is very affectionate, which in the beginning made me incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> Because I'm not used to someone taking so much care of me the way that she has. Um, she's also so vulnerable with her feelings. When her, like, now boyfriend again dumped her. Um, in my head, I was like, should I tell her I told you so? <laughs> but, because I saw it coming. But instead, I was like, nah, like, like, I had to be there for her. And I'm so glad that I didn't say I told you so. But now I can. And it's super funny. Um, but at the time, like, it was so powerful to see her express herself the way that she did. And when she expressed her, um, you know, always telling me, like, how much she loves me and, like, how much she, like, she'll take care of me and how much, like, I can come to Christmas to her parents' house whenever I want to, it just, like, took me, like, a long time to get comfortable with someone being that affectionate towards me. I push away when someone shows that much care because I get scared. Um, but I have to say, like, Elomeo, <laughs> this is a compliment um, to my friend, not like painting her out to be this like um, horror, like making me uncomfortable person. That's not what I'm trying to do. But she was like the start of my young adult life, getting used to expressing my emotions the way that I can now. Um, then I would like to speak about my friend Whiskey. Um... This is another person who is younger than I am, um, like, but I, you could never fucking tell. Damn, that girl is so fucking mature. Um, and I want to talk about um, how she has changed my perception about rage. Um, she is the kindest, most thoughtful person. Always, number one, whenever we meet, like, she asks how I am. But, like, the way she asks, she genuinely means it. Like, she wants to stand there for 5, 10, 20, however many minutes so I can tell her how I really am. She always remembers, like, things that are about to happen, um, things that I'm going to have to do. She's always checking. Like, it's just, like, the genuine care that this person and also like something that she expressed to me when I was I was a curator stepped down finally god bless I could not do the job more than one year thank god the year I mean it was a hard job um and she was the one that was like sometimes like you she really told me like as a curator you don't appreciate people enough that work for you Damn, this girl is honest. That's another quality that I absolutely admire about her. And we had this, like, really tough meeting, and she had said this, and I very much took it, like, wow, like, I need to express how much people mean to me. Maybe I haven't expressed to her how much she has meant in 
my um, year as a curator. And before that, she was bar master with me. Man, I pretty much gave away who I'm talking about. But you know what? Whatever at this point. Um, so the rage part that I want to talk about is being able to express my anger. I learned from seeing her expressing her like uncomfort, anger, distress, and it's just so healthy. And I'm super thankful for that. And it reminded me of how my mom had no fear of expressing her anger, something that I have had a hard time learning how to do. And I wanted to thank Whiskey for that. Then I want to talk about my man. Mm. My man um, came into my life two years ago, but you would, is it two? Yeah, two years ago. But you would think like a lifetime ago. I met my man and why he's my man is because he wrote he would literally be my man if he wasn't gay. And he said that he loves my tits. Um, and I think this is someone who, even though we've gone through very different things, um, I think we relate in our dark humor. Oh my God, my man makes me laugh so fucking much. I'm able to fight with him, argue with him, um, have like just the best laugh with him, be absolutely ballistically crazy with him. Um, we've gotten to like maybe two really big fights over like the dumbest things, but I will always remember them because my mom used to like just fight like with my dad over like the, the smallest things, but she just was like, I need to express this with you right now. Otherwise it's going to build up inside of me. And we've like had moments like that. And I just think that like life is co more colorful with him in it. And I think that if you're, he's going to through maybe a little bit of a hard time. Um, and I just want him to know, like, he brings so much color into my life that he deserves um, to have the same joy and color and sparkle in his life. I don't, like, not, I'm not saying these terms just because he's gay, <laughs> but it kind of sounds like that. But I just want him to know, like, he is very much a glittery presence in my life and I wouldn't want to change that. Uh, to continue, um, I really want to talk about my friend Belle. You would also think that I met her more than two years ago. I remember I first introduced her as like, oh, we slept with the same guy and now we're friends. And she was so up not upset, but she was like, that's not why we're friends. She was like, it's not because of any like stupid guy. Um, and we're friends because, I don't know, like, I really, really clicked with her. I think, like, it was so funny. I don't know if she remembers this, but our first, like, night, I, I had a speech. I was vice president of the international committee before I became curator. And she used to be an international secretary at another nation. And so I had a speech at this, like, ball. It was the first ball since the pandemic, and it was super fun. And I was super drunk, and at the end, they're supposed to sing, like, thank you, like, uh, to the person doing the entertainment or the speech or whatever, and the person sings back. 
And it was the awkward silence because everyone was laughing super hard at our speech. And then they didn't know, like, if they should sing or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, you can sing thank you now. And then <laughs> they all sang. And when I sat down, she was sitting with her back towards me. And she was like, I think you're so funny. And I genuinely think, like, we're supposed to be friends. Like, I think you're so cool. And she was saying all these nice things to me. She was drunk. But I, I really don't think she remembers um, this. But um, I think that since then, I was like, oh, my God, that's, it's so fun that, um, again, I'm really trying not to be like, I'm so amazing that I did speech and she wanted to be my friend. But I think it's so great that people, like genuine friends or friends who support you for, um, you know, the speeches that you do, the positions that you have, like the awards that you win. Not that I like won an award, but I'm just trying to say is like, Genuine people who see you shining don't try and compete with that. They, and this is one friend who is so supportive. Um, however, I definitely want her to know, like, she is such a star. Um, she's going to be a doctor. Um, and uh, she very much, like, deserves a shit ton of recognition. I very much look up to her. Um, she's the kindest person you'll ever meet. It's so funny. Like, her nickname is Belle, like Princess Belle. She has brunette hair. Like, she's so beautiful. Um, and then my flatmate, Sardine, was introduced in the same episode. And she comes out. She's like, Sardine and Belle? What? <laughs> Not happy at all. But, I, but you know, she loves her nickname, I'm sure. Um, but I just want to say, like, everyone who knows her um bell i'm talking about was like yep princess bell is the perfect nickname for this person she can even fucking sing like it's insane um she's a beautiful person inside and out and i just want her to know like i think it's a huge quality of hers to be able to see other people and support them and just be very genuinely on their side um then I want to talk about Nick. Uh, he doesn't get a nickname because he does not mind. Um, but this is a friend that I met back in 2018 in Sweden, a Chicago boy. Um, I've seen the biggest growth in this man. Um, going from like a super cute, awkward, to this confident can express his feelings with me, um, one of my best friends um, in my adult life that I've had, genuinely cares about me, like, no questions asked, if I had a bad date, or if, like, someone had hurt my feelings or whatever, he would be right over, like, helping me out, I know way too much about his dating life, um, he knows maybe way too much about mine, he, we fight like brother and sister, which is super fun, um, we, like, we're siblings for sure. He is such a brother. Um, he's very genuine. And I think he deserves, like, whatever success, like, he wants. Like, he's so hardworking. And he also, like, fights for a better life. And that's something that's so inspiring um, to me. And I hope it's something that he never, like, gives up on. Is, like... Never give up on, like, the life that you want to live. Um, that would be my advice to him. Mm. But super, super nice guy. Super funny. I'm funnier, obviously. 
um more fun no he's he's a lot of fun i've met a lot of people through him he's very social um he's like i remember telling my friend my man and bell and sardine my ex flatmate now and i was like i feel like he doesn't appreciate my friendship sometimes because he's also like not very like a words of affirmation type of guy and i sometimes feel like oh, so annoying and then like he posts on Instagram and it's like, like the next day he was like, oh, like there's someone that I don't really like thank that much or appreciate. And I really want to thank Umber, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, super shocked. Um, but anyways, he means a lot to me in my um, Uppsala life. I will always remember him as being a big part of it. And uh, we're getting through the list um, slowly but surely. The next person that I really want to talk about is Meredith Gray. Mm. She's Meredith Gray. She's also a med student. Um, I met her during the pandemic. She did a pub shift for me. Like I was the pub host and she worked. And then she, um, like when she was speaking English to me, she said, um, instead of uh. And that's when I was like, are, bitch, are you American? And she's like, I'm half American. Um, I was born in California. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, how do I find someone in Uppsala that's half American, happens to work a pub shift for me? Um, this is someone who is an unlikely friendship. We were never in the same social circles. Like, she just happened to have work, worked a pub shift for me at my nation. And then, bam. Like, we became close. Like, during the pandemic, I went over to hers for, like, cocktail nights. And the pandemic was really hard for her. And she really went through a lot. But she pulled through. She's graduating. I'm so proud of her. Um, she's always – she gifted me a massage um, for my last birthday because I really needed one. Um, she knew that I struggled a lot this year um, being curator and being responsible for a bunch of young adults. And this is someone else who was able to really – vocalize her if I if I could do something better or if I just needed some support or whatever like she was always there for me and I'll always remember that Meredith Gray she's Meredith Gray because she has some crazy hospital stories like um, won't go into detail but uh, they're super fun to listen to and then the last person I want to talk about because if I didn't she would kill me um, is Sardine um, Obviously, like, she's gone through a very personal thing that happened a year ago that I can relate with. Um, it's like, that's her story to tell. I will not tell it for her. But I guess I'll take this time to say, like, when she went through what she did almost a year ago now, I couldn't be there for her the way that I would want to because... All of a sudden, something that you wouldn't even wish upon, like your worst enemy, happens to someone that you live with um, and who you became friends with. And I had no words. Um, so instead, I cleaned her room for her as, you know, um, and a show of like, hey, um, I'm very sorry and let me try and help you out the best I can. And I think I see someone who I don't see myself in a lot, which is good. I think, like, she's much stronger than I was. 
um, at her age and with what she's gone through. She also spoke about it way more than I did at the time. I mean, as a joke, I say, I mean, it's been almost 10 years, you know, so I'm over it. Like, <laughs> so I can maybe talk about it now, but I'm super proud of her. Um, she's crazy. Um, she has ADHD. Uh, I have OCD. And we were a match that just wasn't supposed to work. Um, but we did because I think we had a connection that I didn't have with other people. You know, the mom thing is super special um, to have with someone. It's not something like even if let's say that your mom is sick growing up or if, you know, your mom and dad are divorced or, you know, if you and it doesn't have to be a, a female uh, whatever maternal parent, like if you have two dads or two moms, like someone always like what I've seen with my family is that regardless of gender, someone always takes up this kind of like maternal role. And I think like having a connection like that is super important and losing that connection is very difficult. And I guess I'll just take this time to say that you know, I see you, Sardine, um, and I see how you live every day um, um, after having gone through, like, the hardest thing that anyone could ever go through, and you should be very proud of yourself, just, like, by waking up and making your bed. Um, I mean, I went to your apartment today, love what you and, you know, your boyfriend have done with the place, uh, <laughs> but just be super proud of how far you come. And this is to anyone, like, how far you come isn't like you have to get a degree or you have to get an award or you have to be best in your class. It's human things that you do every day, like making sure you drink enough water, having two to three meals a day when, you know, if you have eating problems or trying to get enough sleep or trying to make time for people you care about. Like, it's the small things, like very, very small daily things that connect you to one another and I think that these are things that have saved my life um, after I thought 10 years ago I was dead you know I thought my life was over um, but these small acts of kindness and small normal daily activities and just what I'm trying to say is like life is not supposed to be like you have to be this award-winning like album released and very popular and you know you don't like you don't have to be like renowned to the world just renowned to very few special people who see you for the full you and I mean you know popularity is not so bad <laughs> and like this is getting way too um, sentimental for me so I had to add that in but in conclusion, if you have friends that are family that you have chosen, obviously I will speak about my family in another episode. Um, they're, you know, obviously very, very important to me as well. But for my friends that are my chosen family, who I feel that in one way or another have all come into my life um, through my mother, um, you mean a lot to me and if any of you have friends that you feel like you haven't reached out to that much lately or you haven't told them how special they are or how much they've done for you trust me like these connections are the ones that really matter um with that being said 
Um, 10 years goes by very fast. Thank you for listening.